It starts to turn into a bit of a monkey paw wish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, right. I know when you're tired. Yeah. After. But the fucking for, has to for, keep going. But, but yeah, but you but you've wished you've wished upon a monkey's paw for 24 hours of, of nonstop oh smash town. That's on me at this point. If I say if I say 24 hours of smashing, then like I you're shouldn't just, have wished for that. You, you're covered. Sorry, this isn't for the podcast. I'm just gonna say this. You you're are. covered. You're covered in the crust of twelve hours worth of of doings. No, like, it would not be crusty. You keep it wet. Doing. It would keep like uh, it would be. You'd be like a caterpillar, um, <laughs> like a like a wound like, that never heals. Yeah. Oh god, just slowly weeping. Yeah. Yeah. You're the scabs will not form. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's bad. That isn't for the podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anything, I would I would wish for a really good a really good thirty minutes of fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you if you get to wish, may as well uh-huh. make it fast, make it quick. <laughs> I, I got I got shit to do. I got places to go. <laughs> Can we have yeah. it be thirty minutes and real good? Yeah, it's a monkey. Uh-huh. I'm a monkey, man. I'm a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows monkeys' hands have magic. Wait, is the monkey part of the sex? Or <laughs> I think oh, if you don't, the... if you don't clarify, we haven't then he specified. We have not specified yeah. the partner in this way. Yeah. Well, that's the the monkey spy always has a drawback, and given right. the opportunity, the monkey will insert himself into that situation to be the drawback. Briefly, it's just Boy. a drawback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. He like he's, he holds he's just hair. there. Like he's there, <laughs> just kind of looking for part of it. But Bucky, for like, hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey just shows up real quick for like you know ten seconds and then disappears yeah. again, and you're not sure. Are you getting a swimmer's cramp? Hallucinating or having a sex hallucination? <laughs> Can you get night terrors mid sex? <laughs> yeah. You're my sex paralysis demon, aren't you? <laughs> it's a hat man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, I do have to tell you about one thing. Okay. I, I, no, I'm, I'm, being, I don't know I'm being this person. Oh, like, uh-huh. okay, look. So, I do have a demon sex monkey who shows up briefly. <laughs> Now, honestly, <laughs> if your eyes are closed, you may not even see it. <laughs> Would it be better if I tell you when he's here? <laughs> do you want to know? Yeah. Like, do you want to know? Actually, it's better for me if I don't tell you. But... Yeah, actually, if you also see him too, let me know just to sort of <laughs> verify my own grasp on reality. <laughs> okay, so you didn't see the monkey, John. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> Is it because you weren't looking? Were you two? Were you lost in the sauce? Or did you just, you know? Because he was there. Yeah. Was now, there. I like that. That Were you not looking because you were lost in the sauce? Or was it that I spooked you out with the monkey thing? Because I, I was, was there too much preamble? <laughs> like if I built it up a little bit, you know, like that's on me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can take notes. I'm willing to change, but there is, I mean, there is a monkey, right? The sexual <laughs> monkey ghost will be the a core part of concept it. is not changing, but the you right. know, there's leeway. Yeah, 
before I know there's going to be the ghost of a monkey, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you into? (laughs) (laughs) And there's the intro theme. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome one and all to another episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And we are, we're suiting up. We're suiting up. We're putting on our, our skin tight outfits. Mm. We are getting in the little car that goes down to the, to the vehicle bay. We're getting (laughs) on the scissor lift. Uh, we're climbing in the cockpit. We're Ooh. getting on the Zoom call with all the other mecha pilots, and we are, you know, <laughs> sexually getting launched. happy about it because this sounds like we were going to some sort of fetish den. I'm very into it. I you mean, were... <laughs> fetish den or mecha pilot—that is definitely like a, you know, a Zanga quiz or whatever. That, um, I wouldn't necessarily know the answer to. Yeah. Am I in a mech or in a sex club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. We're doing a giant robots arc. Uh, giant robots of, of both the East and the West, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, the many the many forms, like Sawboss. <laughs> the changing forms of Sawboss. <laughs> the many forms of giant robots in, in 80s animation. Um, and maybe more if, if we swap things out that aren't in the eighties, but, uh, love a clarity of theme here. We've got going on here. It's just robots. You guys, it's It's big robots. robots. We love them. They're in cartoons. Uh, they're in cartoons all the time. These guys. It Uh, is, it is funny how inescapable robots were to, to, to people in the eighties. Like I, I, I don't. I'm not going to go on record and say that robots got less exciting or interesting or or in any way take up less of our like cultural mind space than they did in the 80s, but it feels like the 80s were like I don't know, they just well, like it was it was new yeah. and exciting and they were like everything is robots. When you once you see what ro- like you look at the goat that Boston Dynamics made and robots are a little <laughs> less cool. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a little bit of their sex appeal. With that silly ass goat. Yeah, I would say though, I think robots was sort of uh was a perfect, well, pardon the vehicle for children's cartoons mm. because uh with censorship, you have yeah, a yeah. it is a perfect that, thing that can get that can either just, shoot just pay pummeled indiscriminate lasers or it can get its head ripped off or circuits i mean yeah. you know you can do whatever you want samurai jack kills robots for a living you know he does like you can just you can really mess up a robot and no matter <laughs> what time of the day uh no matter what channel you're on you can do kind of whatever you want to one of those guys and uh, obviously obviously the toy market was strong yes. uh the toy market remains strong for robots the toy market remains strong for robots in a retro way like I feel like I don't I don't know what the the stats are, but I'm sure like if you're into gunpla, you're not necessarily like 
Like a lot of the sets you could buy. So is that like, the Sexton thing or is that? Yeah, we're, this is another Zynga quiz. You're going to need to find out for yourself. Uh, search your heart and you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but nice the, model Gundams are a huge thing over here. It's, oh, yeah. Exactly. Asia, exactly. Asia. And it's yeah. not even like necessarily like, you know, the witch from Mercury shit, right? Like it's not always the new Gundam that's coming out. It's like, nostalgia builds for like Amuro Ray's original Gundam. Like, like the, there's no timer. You gotta give you that, one that... demerit for that at least, right? You just gotta throw one, just to throw a, a symbol, a symbolic demerit. Oh. Yeah, it's reasonable. Oh. Yeah. Um, that wounded healed. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting the way that there's like not a reset timer or like an expired timer on, mm-hmm on these old robots like they're still relevant because of how cool the designs are uh today like there's a huge market for transformers and like uh-huh. that sort of stuff and obviously gobots we're talking about today well we, transformers but... is almost like the perfect toy mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, you you have said the secret word though we are watching gobots as one of the shows <laughs> we're watching we're watching gobots and we're watching gunbuster uh, Gunbuster is an anime from the 80s. GoBots is a cartoon, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 80s. And most, uh, I think, culturally understood today as the Kirkland Signature brand version of Transformers. Uh, yeah. That kind which of... Which is fascinating because it got eaten. Yes, it did get eaten. Because um, Tonka... Because t- Hasbro bought Tonka in the early 90s, and they were like, GoBots is a Transformers multiverse thing now. GoBots are just Transformers. Yeah. Suck it, GoBots. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because GoBots and Transformers are kind of like... As far as I could tell, I could not really figure out like who, who fired the first shot. Mm. Um because they both came out like their cartoons, their their toy lines came out within like weeks of each other. Like they were both doing this thing almost simultaneously, like a deep impact Armageddon situation. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, without extensive research, I would say it is hard to come down on which who copied who. Uh, almost well, invariably. The good one was kind of percolating first, more independent, and the other one was a back burner that they were kind of just ready to rock and roll with. That's what happens with with Deep Impact. That's what happens with uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all those sort of simul simultaneous releases of very similar products or or content is usually because yeah. somebody's like had this thing they didn't want to make until somebody else might do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the narrative though was that GoBots were was a ripoff of Transformers. And I think that's just not true, but I agree. We, and I, I think it's just because GoBots was worse. Yeah, GoBots is way worse. It's yeah. just really bad. All, you know, I I'm going to say I kind of liked GoBots. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get into the highlights and the lows I, of, of GoBots. Yeah, because I'm I'm a little bit with you, but what I what I would say on on a high level for me that's interesting is that GoBots, GoBots and Transformers are are so are so weirdly similar. But I feel like they I feel like you could almost nail it down to to two things because I don't even think watching Transformers is very good. Like the old it's Transformers, not, very good. not the, it's no. not a very good cartoon. We haven't watched it on this, on this podcast yet, partially because I mean maybe I'm a little scared because I think it's bad, but. 
I don't think it was the quality of the cartoon. I think it's the, I think there's, I think Transformers had a slight design edge and that their designs were more interesting. And then that fucking theme song. Yeah. Because GoBots didn't have a, you know, metrically confusing, extremely weird, dope theme song. Uh, like uh, like Transformers did. I think it's weird. Like like the X Factors exist, and I think that song is. I think a huge part me, of it. Yeah, again, try to keep it a little high level, but um, trying to be. I th- I think Hanna Barbera was not the place to make a show like this. No, where, where we want the animation and the quality to be of to be significantly higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're off making Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Yeah, because I like <laughs> the dialogue and the story in that show are really pretty strong for what it was and who made it. The, it's yeah. not a shock that the human characters are way more interesting uh, because <laughs> right. that's what Hanna Barbera does. Like they're they're like making sitcoms, and uh-huh. then they're suddenly making like a you know a John Wick movie or something. You know, like <laughs> it's just not what they do. Yeah. Um, well, and then the but, other one that we're that we're choosing to look at, right, is sort of a completely different pedigree. So this is this yeah. Gunbuster. Gunbuster is a few years later in the eighties, and it is, it's a, I mean, it's a more traditional Japanese real robot mech show, um, and it's the first, it's the directorial debut of Hideaki Anno, who several years later would make Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah, so so that's a it's got a very different uh very different vibe to it. Uh sort of existing already in this burgeoning trend of 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 mech shows that already kind of has a a lexicon uh over there that is just different than the Transformers shit we were doing on this side of the of the of the of the Pacific. Yeah. So, I'm excited to talk about these uh next to each other. So, yeah. yeah. And the robots in in Gunbuster so far Kind of lame. Like they, when they're animated, the fight scene was pretty was pretty slick, but the robots yeah. are pretty are pretty dark. Both of these robots, these things that unite these both these shows is that they're kind of like chunky robots. You know, yeah, they're, they're these sort of they're not like sleek, they're not sexy. Well, yeah, these are, there's like Gunbuster. Don't give me another demerit, but in in Gundam, the Gundams are hot and sexy, but then yeah. the bad guys are all in Zaku's, which look like they're just like weird little frog, thick yeah, chunk mech boys. warrior things, yeah. chunky like, boys, like the Gunbuster ones. It's like Gunbusters only have Zaku's. It's like they're, they're all in they're all in shitty little you know big boys uh, that look yeah. really ridiculous. Though so, we haven't seen the the titular Gunbuster. No, we haven't. So maybe uh, that's gonna really save that bust for the a, future. Just gonna blast our ball sacks wide open as soon as we see bust it. Bust our bet. gun. Yeah. Let's dive right in. Let's bob forward. Okay, uh, we're in our mech, and it's a mech show. It's convenient <laughs> from a mental load standpoint, but it has sort of. We're in a we're doing mech show. I'm in a mech. 
Yeah, the uh, theme is very aligned. The, the, the theme is very aligned, and I have little to work with. So with that <laughs> Wait, in mind, Rory, Rory, hold on, Rory. What <laughs> what kind of mech are you in? Like, what's your Ooh. mech pilot persona? My mech pilot persona. Uh, you know, I, I I made reference to it earlier. Uh, I've always liked the mech warrior guys, the the tanks on feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but like, as if if Rory Voy is the is a mech pilot oh, in the if cast, Rory Voy is a mech pilot in the cast. Uh, you know, I guess I am, uh, I feel like I'd be kind of the, I feel like I'd be kind of the, the sort of middleman, the sort of, I don't know that I'd be stand out as the, as the hothead or, mm. or, or the, or the dork. You go uh, on every or, mission, but you're not like making the plays. I don't think so. I don't think I've got what it takes to be a shot caller in space. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I Maybe you've got like um, a cool knife, and every now and again, like every few episodes, you get to use your cool knife. Oh yeah, like the member of the team who's got a really sick weapon that's in, that's obviously underutilized. In the, <laughs> yeah, in, <laughs> yeah so, big time. So that yeah. so that the main character gets a little more to do. Yeah, yeah I, I think my persona is I'm like super impressed by a senpai. There's like an older oh, yeah. older pilot I'm like super impressed by, and then I'll die tragically. Mm, in, a in few, his arms. Like a few episodes in, yeah, I'll be like, did I impress you? And then <laughs> you I die. Did. You did good. Did I do good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did real good, kid. Oh, man. And then Andy howls at the moon. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> but not for too long. I was going to say, I'm the I'm the grizzled captain who runs things from base. But when shit gets really bad about three quarters of the way through the show, I pull out my old mech and I come out to show everybody what's what. And I can still do it. I still got mm-hmm, it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like. Wait, is he crying and you can't tell? But then there's like a little glint on 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 your face that yeah. shows that there are tears because that you're proud. Yeah, I'm so proud of my team. I'm so proud. And then I got a little <laughs> photo of Rory on my dash. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no! Oh, wait a minute, it, Austin's the one who Austin. died. I have a photo of Austin. <laughs> yeah, I have a photo of Austin on the dash. I still have a photo of Rory, but that one's in my wallet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, has this helped you? We got a good theme down. Yes, yeah, yes. Now, now I, now I know exactly what I need to read the synopsis to everybody with the, with the appropriate inflections uh, and context. Uh, Gunbuster episode one. Shock! Big sister and I are going to be pilots together. <laughs> Question mark! Exclamation point. Yes. Uh, Noriko Takaya has spent bare has spent barely a month at a training school for giant robots. The school announces they are going to select two candidates for the Excellion spaceship for the Muriel missions to fight against an invading mech army. One of the choices is obviously the beautiful and leading senior Kazumi Amano, but somehow Noriko is selected to the second spot. The girl, the other girls get jealous that Noriko got the spot, suspecting it's because that she was the daughter of the Admiral in a previous mission. School rival Reiko Kashihara feels that's totally wrong and challenges Noriko to a duel. Yeah. Uh, that's the nops. So what I kind of loved about this first episode as just an observation of the episode as a whole, uh, is this uh, right now (laughs) we watched a sports anime that has like, we watched a high school sports drama. Yes. Uh, that's exactly it. And Uh, it seems like it's going to shift focus as they go to literal outer space, but it was neat seeing seeing this uh, 
does Mech Show take that angle for the training yeah. academy? Because mm-hmm. uh, the, they do all the the girls who bully her are robot girls. That, yes. Uh, and they stand they, girls and they within the mecha mean, suits. Girl, mean girls and meek robots <laughs> and they trash her robot with with graffiti uh yeah yeah even the thumbtack on the seat the cl- the most classic school prank of all time yeah they put the thumbtacks on her seat so fucking rude i love the low-tech prank in the mech uh-huh. I, it's like right out right at the jump so like we learn we learn that you know noriko's dad uh, was like this super cool space captain, but he died on the on the the Luxian his ship back in 2015. <laughs> yeah, in the far flung future of 2015. Right, and so she wants to go be a pilot so she can go find out, you know, blah blah blah, fight the aliens, Avenger Dad, whatever. And so like her dad's dead, but he was like this super cool admiral, and so everyone. Like and so she she sucks. So then we 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 cut to the, we we jump. She's at Okinawa Girls Space Pilot High School, I which love is this. I love this. So all funny school for mech pilots. Why are they? Why is it not co-ed? Like I just it's so funny that they gender segregate the space pilot high but school. But see, to me, that's what the the kind, kind of touches like that that feels real. I don't know. Yeah. That just yeah. feels right to me that there mm-hmm. would be. An all girls mecha pilot school. I just, I love that. <laughs> I love that shit. It's so funny. Um, but that's the that's the vibe though, right? So she shows up and she's she's there. She's got one friend, but she sucks at being a mech pilot, and everyone else thinks she's only there because she's a nepo baby. Right. Yeah, um, and she even like she's not even that. She she's like, I don't have any talent, man. I I don't know what I'm right. doing. You know, like she's talking with her friend Kimiko, um, who's sort of a little bookworm cute best friend Kimiko um supportive uh you know I'm sure in the long run best girl um maybe maybe hard to say um but the show um, is kind of gay right like we're getting that vibe uh, oh yeah yeah I'm definitely getting getting that um like especially with the really super cool pilot that they all call big sis and she stares at with the with the doe-eyed you know melting uh, eyes sparkles and, and uh-huh. yeah very sort of romantic long gazes and yeah. 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 And she like gives her like a hair ribbon to tie up her hair to get out of her <laughs> face. And she's like, oh my fucking God, I'm going to explode. Yeah. It was, it's, I don't know. I don't really know where we're going. Obviously, we're going to like, I'm assuming next episode we'll meet the two pilots chosen from the boys' Okinawa mech school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole, um, the whole sort of, episode has this running theme of uh talent like innate talent versus uh hard work mm-hmm. and like nepotism and like what what you earn and and sort of the things that you are capable of and what you do and i don't know there was like kind of a nice theme yeah. that they were addressing very openly um from the jump like a chewy salty story nugget uh-huh yeah absolutely <laughs> like it was just you know it was it was nice and refreshing to have that um, because I think there is, I think there's something interesting there, you know, like I think yeah, there is, I mean, like, especially in a school environment where, uh, uh-huh. you know, there's, there's chosen one stories I think are pretty universal, uh, in terms of, uh, like where they, I don't know, uh, make sense cult- culturally. Everybody's kind of got their own, oh, he was born with the talent to be the best, whatever she, and mm-hmm. that's, and that's our girl. She has, she has this talent. Apparently, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's and, a little unclear right now. And yeah. yet, 
there is there is a truthiness to it that often goes unaddressed when, when you go into a school environment that's like, yeah, for some people, school is not going to be very hard. And for other yep. people, it's going to be very, very hard. And that's not yeah. fair or some equitable. Some people have the opposite of natural talent and they have yeah. natural untalent for something. And it takes a lot of work to sort of push through mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. And especially our goalposts are the same for everyone. You yeah, know. these these Asian school cultures that are that are very uh I would call them sort of brutalist brutalist meritocracies. Mm. Yeah, uh, in some ways it's it's you know there's like there's valid points to some of it but like, you know, I don't see coming from a, a very, you know, warm and fuzzy American school system kind of place, the idea that you would post test scores up for everyone to see with names uh-huh. attached is already kind of like power of shame the power of uh-huh. shame will make you succeed you know it's like it's very there's a very intense sort of like different outlook on on how learning works um but it is it is interesting yeah i mean that whole that whole atmosphere um and it lends itself well to these sort of like rory was saying um these sports anime tropes <clears throat> that are sort of about like and and obviously that culture carries over into into our culture too, right? I mean, like sports teams are frequently oh, and our uh, and yeah, our sports teams and our work cultures is just as just about as yeah. fucked over yeah. in America and 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 the East. They're but neither like that, neither are very exceptional. That visible failure and everyone stares at you while you're clearly falling behind, and then ev- like the coaches just like do fifty laps, you piece of shit. Like yeah. like that vibe is is fun. I I don't know. It's it's interesting in this in this mech anime context. It doesn't usually do that, right? I mean, like the traditional, I guess. I mean, if we're looking at Gundam again, right? I mean, like the original Gundam situation is very much like the chosen one kind of narrative. Amuro lucks into yeah, jumping into ace this pilots. mech, and he's, he's perfect at it the first time he tries it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and and this is this is like the entire opposite of that. And uh, well, because the- I think I think we can like we can if you tell us driving a mech is easy, it that doesn't that doesn't really compute. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's sort of like it's sort of like being an astronaut in that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we do not have time to watch you go to eight years of astronaut school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we right. do have to abridge it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I liked um part of the part of the main realization or shift in this episode is when so they get this new coach and he's kind of a hard ass. Um, but he he points out to Noriko, he's like Look at the big sis character. What's her name? Amano? I don't remember. Um, look at her. And he like takes her to look at where she's training. And this girl is like running upstairs. She's doing stairs, but while wearing like extremely heavy iron sandals. And he's like, that bitch is working her whole ass off. And you don't. Also, And you wonder let, why you're not there. <laughs> uh, yeah. To, pay, to paint a picture, too, for, for the listener, these sandals are the, they look like the the old traditional wooden sandals from Japan. Oh yeah. Which, with I, like the, mm-hmm. which I only mention because I have to imagine that is a nightmare on stairs. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One yeah. misstep and you're down for the count. Yeah. Yeah. And your so, arches also better be pulling, pulling all that work. <laughs> this was my favorite moment in the episode because obviously right after that, we get this training montage of Nordico sort of getting serious and she does, it's so funny. There's if you watch a bunch of sports anime, you will invariably see the the main character end up running laps while like 
there's a rope Punching. tied around his midsection and he's dragging a, a like huge tire behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like running while dragging the tire. They do that sequence, except it's her and the mech and tied behind the mech are like 30 tires. So <laughs> yeah, it's this episode has a lot of mechs doing regular exercise, person doing exercise. <laughs> like, doing regular person Doing exercise. jumping jacks. Do, like, yeah. Just like all these girls in robot suits doing jumping jacks like in the robot. Like, like it's just sit ups it's, and push ups. Yeah, sit ups. What mechanically? What? Well, what the sit ups is achieve? really funny. Uh, they make a they they really harp on the importance of of balance. So I kind of yeah. get some mm-hmm. of it. But yeah. yeah, the the more just like yeah, really basic exercise sit ups and run. doing sit ups. Yeah, like, and it's and it's robots. not just it's not just like a robot doing sit ups on its own. There's another person holding down the robot's feet like you would if it was a real <laughs> yeah. person. There's another ro- really, robot. Yeah, it, it really drove home the sort of real high school vibe in the sense that yeah. they're 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 not doing amazing mech stuff. They're doing no. gym class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's been a month since they've gotten into these things. Like it is. I, I just I really enjoy that level of both silliness and kind of like like low stakes. Uh, yeah. Uh, like detail like they are not they're not doing the combat simulator yep. where they're flying and dodging. And it's very grounding, and, even if yeah. it's a little corny and silly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're not doing the Top Gun drills, um, although it's worth mentioning that the show Gunbuster is not its original Japanese name. Oh it yeah. Is, what is it called? Race aim, to, like, aim for the top. Aim for the top. And the top part comes from explicitly, according to Wikipedia, from the movie Top Gun. Um <laughs> so there is like yeah, a very but... strong Top Gun uh inspiration in this show, which I can feel a bit. But to underscore everything we've just been talking about, the aim for the part is a reference to a sports manga, a, a tennis sports, manga, a girls' yeah. tennis manga called Aim for the Ace. Right. So it's like they're explicitly like Top Gun meets sports anime. Top Gun anime. plus sports mm-hmm. anime, yeah. yeah. Like that's that's like the DNA of the show, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's very cool. As you say, even if it moves away from that after this first episode, I'm I'm still like really happy we got this first one. It was really, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was cool. It was interesting because... I would love to see it be like, uh, is it, Evangelion also has this thing where like, they kind of they go to training camp and then go back to real life. Mm-hmm. Is that, is it, you know, and I can see that they go on space missions and then come back to high school. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all still in school and it's fucking weird. And yeah. they're pulled out of it all the time. And they all live in like apartments. It's like it's weird. It's like that. Yeah. That like division between like bizarre mundane real life and like, all right, it's time to go be space heroes. Yeah, yeah. Your job's calling. Be back in time for the test. (laughs) Uh, so so yeah. So the 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 last chunk of this episode is that um, you know, obviously the whole school is pissed because she's picked as the other uh main person who's going to essentially like early graduate and go to the front lines, um, when clearly she has no talent, and uh, and then you know that's what kicks off the whole training montage. But the the girls are not just going to let her have it, and so they. You know, they they put the thumbtacks on her seat. They vandalize her mech, and it it culminates in one of them, the main mean girl Kashiwata, like confronting her, and like essentially calling her out to the yard. Oh, also Kashiwara. So the the through the entire episode, there are these little cutaways to basically the most evil looking woman She's, you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> she's got evil queen vibe. Just her sort sure. of like glaring yeah. from the sidelines. Uh, 
just for two uh, seconds and then it cuts back to the red like it's ooh. like when it's like when bilbo met bilbo's face does that thing in in fellowship where he's like uh, yeah <laughs> sometimes they even like superimpose it over the over the image like just do a like a manga cell shows yeah. up in the corner with her with her scowling <laughs> yeah. don't forget yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah, exactly Cause, yeah because when that fight breaks out she goes like full insane anime face she's got like Bits of hair stuck in her mouth, like one of her eyes is bugging out. Like all of her veins pop. She's just like the fight is such ugh. a perfect encapsulation of sort of the silliness and seriousness of this show. The fight is brutal for two people. It's kind of silly with two robots. They're both just sitting inside their mech, not hurt. Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because and... she's like stomping on her stomach repeatedly. Yeah. You're like, Holy shit. But then and you remember. The fucking, and the she's slaps. Fine. The fuck. Mm. It, it's just felt very human, right? Like this sort mm. of flailing and not not non-coordinated high school outbreak. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was cool, uh, though. It does go very anime at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, lightning kick. Yeah. Ka- uh, Kashiwara is like, all right, fuck it triangle punch and like i guess a, a yeah they started announcing their moves they started yeah, announcing yeah. Their moves. and then now, the funny thing about announcing their moves though somebody exclaims oh my gosh she mastered lightning kick uh <laughs> in only a month so so in the show there are explicit anime moves everybody is taught like the yeah. school has their <laughs> right. signature yeah, anime you, moves you, you to everybody. Kick, yeah <laughs> yeah so funny i love yeah maybe maybe i don't know how many schools there are but maybe okinawa girls space pilot high school has their own sort of unique kick they teach their girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> now scream it inazuma kick all right well you're gonna have to yell it 30 more times i didn't believe you <laughs> yeah i mean so but uh uh noriko our hero wins the fight because she does a clever jump. I mean, she has the moment well, where she's down and she gathers herself and she draws upon the wisdom. She pulls yeah. a Luke Skywalker. She turns off her monitors. She yes. turns off all of her monitors because she was she's been complaining the whole episode about like how do you pay attention to all the gyros? Oh and yeah, all these, all and these moving your body, and then there's all these fucking screens on. How am I paying attention? It, it, God, it really connects with the uh, with sort of what we're going on with now. She's she mentions specifically multiple screens. Mm-hmm. And and like attention span, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she only she wins when she turns off all of her fucking monitors and just does the big old kick. And and although suddenly they she's sa- badass. they she was uh, everyone was like, oh my gosh, when she jumps, which is fine, but it was not made clear to me that a a, a good jump was like a, a special thing and a special and also- move. And that it was the only thing you could you could get after doing a montage of exercise of like physical mm, exercise yeah. just by yourself outside of the robot. Like the two things did not really tie together for me. They don't really say not like, quite. oh, well, you need to have toned muscle. You need to have enough muscle to wield the robot. It's just like, I you guess I'm going to go, go. It ties together in your heart, Austin. Yeah, it. Do- I mean, that that's <laughs> right. Like it. We should see them outside their mechs doing like hand exercises, right? Like being <laughs> yeah, ready right. for yeah, yeah, hours and hours joysticks. of of finger, yeah. of finger controls. <laughs> if you're going to use all these switches and dials and not have arthritis by the time you're 18, you're going to need to do these exercises pronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all like uh, learning piano. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, shit. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of this. This is, uh, you know, assuming we make it through. There's six episodes of Gunbuster. Um, oh, and that's it right. Has, it's super short. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got a fun place in, in like, fandom and canon. Like, it, it you know... There's a lot of people with fond memories of Gunbuster, just sort of like yeah, coming across yeah, that's like a why VHS I picked of this. It. That's why I picked it, because none of us have seen it. It's a very short run thing. It's got mm-hmm. this crazy pedigree from like the studio and the the writer, you know, the creator of of Evangelion. And this is like this little fun thing he that he made in the eighties that doesn't yeah. have a lot of uh, We haven't mentioned it, so that but this is a late eight oh we did I guess we did mention it's a late eighties property. So I just want to say, even though the mech designs are a little bit you know, blase. Uh, this show is real beautiful. I love it. I just, is. I, yeah. I'm here for, I'm always here for late eighties. It's, it's got, it's, it's got gorgeous. that care on every cell. Like, the, like mm. you yeah. just, and I think based on what we see in the OP a little bit, I think we're in for some serious, uh, yeah. Delicious stuff moving forward. Once they get to space. Did you notice the hair flip moment? Yeah. With the uh, Kashiwara, with the evil girl where she's like telling off, uh, Noriko and then she turns and flips her hair and the animation of her her hair flipping sort of the other direction i don't know i can't describe it but it was unreal i mean it was just like such a cool it's just related well with yeah the yeah. same with the the very very opening scene where uh where the dorky girl the dorky best friend waves her mm-hmm. hand in front of in front of uh Cosby's yeah. face or Noriko's yeah. face um it just it was just fluid for for that kind of like yeah. fast John Cena motion, right? And then mm-hmm. her reaction. For a comedy beat too, yeah. Yeah, it's a comedy beat. Yeah. It's great. But it's like on ones. Yeah. <laughs> so delicious. So delicious. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think this one will will continue to feed us as we as we move forward. Uh yeah. in a way that mm, we'll see. We'll see about our next meal. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it ends with her her sort of claiming feeling i guess the ending is that like she was already picked but we end sort of maybe she's earned it respect maybe she's earned yeah. respect after after having won this duel and so she flies off into space with her uh with her senpai uh with her big sis it's and they so get to go to space together um we should <laughs> so also talented. mention that the coach uh did we mention the oh, coach we, was we also have not a survivor the coach at all yeah ota uh, the coach was a survivor of the same event uh, that uh, yeah that her father. dad died in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was on this, the same ship. The ship, yeah, the ship. So like he, I think it's valid that this all of these complaints about like nepotism and about favoritism uh, are actually like coming from a really valid place. Because yeah. Oh, absolutely. If I were at that school, I would also call bullshit big time. Yeah. Like it doesn't really make sense given everything you know she's not very my, good robot my prediction is her dad has invented the, the, this this gun buster yes. is is daddy's is daddy's toy and there's some reason and it's you know, like it's, it's they can't install to... monitors inside or yeah. you know like you have to use your you have to oh be yeah like sure more it's, naturally... it's, a, it's, a, it's a battlestar galactica it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's old school tech <laughs> or or at least like it requires more sort of like weird woo-woo intuition to pilot than just like normal skill. And maybe he's mm-hmm. I thought like, maybe it would hook up to her brain she'll... or something, be, you know, be so that being related to the Admiral might actually be a functional right. value. 
Sure. Yeah, which sucks because then it really, really, really is nepotism. And it's well, not it's about not nepotism because there's only one and it only hooks up to people who are related <laughs> yeah. to the Admiral. But like, I think that that is actually kind of an interesting contradiction in this episode where the entire theme seems to be about like, hey, it's not about the talent that you, you know, that you're born with. It's about your hard work and what you put into it. And yet the the coach ultimately is like. Yeah, I I knew that you had it in you. I know that you have the potential to do this, and it's and that feels still feels like a natural thing that she's born with. Yeah, it's right? a very yeah. odd thing when they're saying you have a high, high natural potential, and that's what I value, and I can make you work hard and and harness it. Yes, which is well, that's whiplash, right? That's you know, yeah, there's, it's there's the whiplash educators yeah. like that. It's kind of a weird middle ground to live in because I because yeah, yeah. We, we're we're translating it into our own language, our own words, right? As like potential versus hard work, but explicitly, I do believe what he says is hard work to bring out that talent. Yes, mm, okay, and that's that's what he says. So like. I still think that he's implying there's something innate that or natural. She's of higher value w- yes. if it can be if it can be harnessed, which is right. like true, right? Again, it comes back to that thing with the whole school. Some people are higher achievers regardless of the hours you put in. Yeah, exactly. there's one line I think that maybe gives it away a little bit of his decision is like in the test that that determines who gets picked. She you know she fails at the jump. Because the they turn off her balancers or whatever, and she completely eats shit. And then the coach makes her run fifty laps. And then there's a line of it like, you know, wow, you really did run all those fifty laps. And yeah. I, I have to guess that maybe the one thing that he saw in her that why he picked her is because she ran all fifty laps by herself. Yeah, it's kind of that shonen, the shonen energy almost, the shonen protag energy of like. I'll literally just stand up after everything that pushes me down. Like the only mm-hmm. thing that makes me valuable is the fact that I am like I will just the most burn, fucking I'll burn stubborn. Myself. Yes, yeah. I'll burn myself to the ends of the, the ends of the earth until I win. Uh, and maybe maybe that's the kind of vibe they're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We we clearly are, uh, you know, jazzed by this show. So I'm excited to watch some more of it. But I think it's time for us to go to a sponsor and then talk about GoBots. Let's do it. Well, hello, Rory. Mm, Yes, sir. Rory, your pockets are bristling with 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 the government's money. (laughs) Coins of plenty. Um, You know how I feel. Yeah. That means you've just gotten a payoff from a sponsor. Mm. Uh, Can you tell us about banana-shaped lemons? Yeah, everybody, get ready for this shit. Have you have you tried to put a, a full lemon straight into your tall glass and it just goes, no thank you? The glass says yeah. no thank you? All right, well, yeah. get this. Get this, everybody. What, what the people over at Banana-Shaped Lemons do, luckily, the name, fairly self-explanatory. They take your lemon, right? Banana-shape it, boom. Now that guy, now that bad boy's sliding straight into your tall, thin glass. Now, just it gets better. Still unpeeled, right? Just like un. No, you peel it like you peel it like a like a lemon, not a like a banana, right? Okay. Uh, but it's banana shaped, so it just goes bam. So it's peeled, but you've got a banana shaped, you've got a banana shaped lemon in your tall, in your tall skinny glass. <laughs> God. Um, it's your pretty Tom fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, things things get even things get even cooler. When, uh, what if, what if you imagine this scenario, you are, uh, making toast, you're making toast 
Mm-hmm. And you thinking to yourself, Whoa, some toasted lemon sure would be great. You know what you can't put in a toaster? Lemons. Mm-hmm. Shit, I've never. <laughs> I've. Uh, this is such a big problem. Yeah, I don't know why nobody's so, ever talked about it before. So now the banana shaped the banana shaped uh, lemon is uh, significantly slidier into all those slots and crevices. You might be thinking this is going to be good for a lemon. Those. This is going to be great mm. for my lemon. That'd be great for lemon. This is going to be great for my lemon. And if now you, you can put sour in 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 a spot, sour up your spot. Sour in the spot. Now, if you imagine yourself as in a situation like this. Uh, you, uh, it's late at night. You've had a couple drinks. You're home alone, bored, and you just want to spice things up a little bit. Now, picture this. Can you take a whole lemon and just eat that bad boy straight off the cob? No. You'd have to bu- <laughs> No, but a banana-shaped lemon, now that is a treat for a party boy. Now, mm. that's a treat you can have late at night, and nobody, nobody can tell you otherwise, because it comes in the funnest shape. The banana. It doesn't even. You're not going to look stupid doing it. No. Yeah. How could you? I mean, do, does this company, whoever makes banana shaped lemons, do you, can they banana shape other stuff or like limes or mango? I think that's sort of. Look, I'm not going to tell them what you can and can't banana shape. Like that's not right. my business, and I don't want that kind of smoke. But, <laughs> uh, but like, I think you might get into a situation where you're. Uh, devaluing the brand of everything's banana shaped then a banana shaped lemon is dog shit mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's just a lemon wise. now if you banana shaped the world now you've just got a lemon <laughs> yes if everything is in base banana <laughs> what were the banana cinematic universe <laughs> wow that's great thank you Rory thank you everybody welcome to the planet gobotron it's time Ooh. it's fucking time uh for the aptly named challenge of the gobots uh challenge of the gobots from 1984 we watched episode one the battle for gobotron which mm. uh depending on where you look could also be called the battle for gobotron part one the battle for gobotron <laughs> <laughs> I love that because apparently this is the beginning of kind of a, a five part intro to the show. Uh, we were watching episode one of just to sort of get our feet wet, but we uh, if we decide to watch more of this, I imagine we'll probably bounce around. I a little think bit. we've kind of gotten the you know I think we've yeah. gotten the gist of it of their rich lore. 
Yeah, so here, let me tell you the synopsis. Facing defeat on Gobotron, renegade Gobot's Psykill and his cronies Crasher and Copter steal an experimental Gobot weapon called Astro Beam and fly off to Earth to regroup and try to conquer that planet first instead. I I am I am of two minds about this show right now. Mm, um it, similar? Yeah, I <laughs> I am so much less interested in these ro- robot characters, sorry, Gobot characters, um, mm. because again, I think like we mentioned the intro, Hanna Barbera just is not pulling off what it needs to pull off for cool robots. No, uh, they're they're very. Not only are they very boxy and uninteresting, but like the way that you know they're like their mechanical uh, robot arms will sort of curve organically. <laughs> And bend yeah. in ways that just like doesn't convey the the weight yeah, they're or like, the shape of them. Like kind of got like it's sort of like the Herculoids, like they're kind of shape shifting and you know. Mm-hmm. I don't the the thing that really bugged me about the the look the look and feel of this show is that at no point did they I th- I think maybe this is maybe this is not the right call, right? I don't know. So tell me if you think this is crazy. I think that if you are gonna make a show that is attached to an action figure property that the show version should look like what happens in the kids' heads when they play with the action figure and not literally like the the action should figure I... that you die cast, right? Mm-hmm. Like it should be sexier and cooler and it should move neater and should have more yeah. exciting gizmos and whatnots. When you watch this show, it's almost like they've green screened out the kids holding the action figures because they all fly at each other and their arms are like outstretched, like Superman up past their, their heads, like with their big wide open hands with the cylindrical holes in them shaped perfectly to hold their, their sword toy or whatever. It's like, it's wild. It's so exactly the figures just way out of their depth. I think just, just, just doing this kind of show. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it is, um, also, also, of course, the the show begins with a narrator, with a very sort of old timey narrator who sets up the concept of transforming robots. No, uh, they never say transform in this cartoon. Well, they they don't. No, but they, they say do. suddenly Psykill makes an astounding conversion. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so I think they're converters in this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just this is also they're they're from an alien world. Of course, I, I know. I know the Transformers uh, ar- argument has been made for this, although I think they sort of have either retconned it or or explained that they took their forms once they landed on Earth. But they sort of like, oh, I'm I we're on an alien planet and I'm a cop car, yeah, helicopter. <laughs> it's so weird that you're an American cop car on Gobotron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it doesn't the the. Transformers sets up their whole tagline kind of explains it, right? Robots in disguise. Yep. Gobots doesn't really even attempt to to explain Ex- why explain this it. even yeah. exists, right? I mean, there are there are times when uh the the Gobots will be in their say, I don't know, car form and they'll transform back into the robot form so that they can like use their weapons. So they can like shoot a laser beam um at something. So they're clearly like more powerful in their 
robot form. And you can't just say it's for transportation because at some point, Scooter, who is uh-huh. a scooter, can just fly. Yeah. Hey, hey, Scooter, can you fly? And normally he's, I don't know, a ground-based scooter. So the so the robot form can fly and shoot lasers. They don't have a reason to be anything else. No. It's cool, though, right? It's so cool. Is it? It's really I, cool. <laughs> God, it's just so uncool is is the thing. It's, it's not sexy. I, uh, no. I would have a different f- feel if these characters were interesting. The robots mm-hmm. are all boring. Uh, yeah. Now, I did feel like within that, I got a very clear non-silly version like non-silly universe other than the naming conventions of and mm-hmm. and and uh, car forms of these robots like uh gobotron is not goofy the this like crazy tech that they met the the astral beam mm-hmm. is interesting in that it it is not it's not a straight MacGuffin, right it's pretty limited in what it can do yeah, just uh, a transporter. It's to a transporter. Earth? Yep, it gets. It gets yeah, to, how they get to Earth. Yeah, it's how they get to Earth. But they mention things like, oh, you know, it's not gonna. This this thing's not gonna win our war. It's just gonna help us go to Earth. I just yeah. like that. You know, it's not the end of the world that they have this astral beam. It's like yeah, totally. It's just a. Um, right. And and then I thought, I thought what was going on with the humans when they're in space, and then the mountain shows up, and it doesn't show up on human radar. All of it just feels like they thought about it. They thought about this yeah. place. I definitely uh, want to talk about the humans in just a second. Um, yeah, because I, I thought they competently got through quite a lot of plot in a way that was not confusing and not not terribly boring. The boring ship to me was the was the nonsense. The nonsense was not fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, um, the on the two factions, by the way, Psykill uh, is the you know he's a motorcycle, he's a he's a real mean motorcycle, and he's the leader of the Renegades. Yeah, they're uh, like terrorists on Gobotron. Yeah, and then the Guardians is is your Optimus Prime. Sorry, uh, uh, Optimus Prime leader. No, leader one. Oh, leader one. Yeah, leader one. Can I tell Boy. you a fun fact I learned about Leader One? Yes. I looked up some stuff deep on Wikipedia. Apparently, Leader One is also known as F-15 Man. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I am F-15 Man. <laughs> Got him. Um, wow, oh, how shit. can Transformers even, even compete? <laughs> Yeah, and so lead it's leader one and turbo and scooter, and they're uh-huh. kind of the main guardians, I guess. And uh, then on the other side is Psykill and Crusher, and what's the other one? It's uh, Copter. Oh, yeah, Copter. Cop C O P dash T E R. Copter. Um. Yeah. So there's you know there's like three characters on either side that you're supposed to learn at the beginning, and then there's these human characters that we meet that I only barely got a couple of their names. I got them. I got them. Um, but, but I guess to Rory's point, what is interesting is that rather than just fully living in the super robot genre, like transformers tends to do where like, how does it work? Don't think about it. You know, like, like they're very sort of magical in a weird way. Mm. Uh, it tries to throw in details like a real robot show, like a, a like, but, but that, that does do a little bit of like um 
dissonance for me because because it looks fucking stupid. It's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And then they start throwing in all these these cool things about, like you were saying, like, because they show up and they cloak themselves and and uh, the humans out on this spaceship see the bad guys out their window because the cloaking is only designed to, like, stop them from being noticed by, like, radar and sensors. But they're yeah. like, we're looking at a thing. It's out there. And the and the people back at base are like, what the fuck are you talking about? We sense nothing. Um, and so yeah. these cool sort of real details are, are falling in there that. Yeah. That, yeah, they all and they all largely come from the human side, because then, you know, once we have this kind of like early setup prologue um, on go on Gobotron, uh, we cut over to our our solar system where we have mm-hmm. a, a NASA mission uh, is is happening with uh, uh, a guy named Matt Hunter uh, and the the his young interns, Nick and AJ. Yes. Uh, who I guess have never are, are unfamiliar with Australia and Antarctica because the first line is just like, Hey, what's that, Matt? That's Australia, Nick. And over there, that's Antarctica. <laughs> Those are continents on the planet Earth that we're from. You're not very bright, are you? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a. Yeah, it's uh, a little weird. A weird dynamic where they are, you know, greenhorns, two two greenhorn teens or 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 young adults. I guess they're adults. You know, uh on a teen horns. They're teen horns. I mean, I like <laughs> that we didn't have, you know, young young children as the the main they're just only like an adults. American boy sees the explosion. Yeah, we don't have only an American boy. We have like, you know, just some I guess some <laughs> a team of adults who work for NASA. Yeah, uh, explicitly that's for kind NASA. Of fun. Yeah, explicitly for NASA. It's kind of fun. I, I like their energy. Uh, they talk like people, which is really mm-hmm. nice. They just sort of like, I think they're kind of going for like a Han Solo, Luke Skywalker kind of dynamic with mm-hmm. uh, Nick and Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know, the the way that they There's talk- not a lot of, gee golly, they're not just like super excited about, about everything. Yeah, is that, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just and, ground grounded. They're right? also they're, it's it's a stark comparison to the the way that the GoBots talk to each other, right? The way that cop, <laughs> sure. the, the way that uh, not Copter, uh, 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 Psykill uh, <laughs> is so stiff and and uninteresting. And just Psykill, like, by the way, dumb. is a motorcycle. Yeah, when he transforms, yeah, it's a pun. Yeah, so and so like the way that they talk is very stiff and then you cut over to the humans they're just like hey man what's up how's it going and just is is a nice is a nice change mm-hmm. and um that that extends down to mission control where there is there is an evil employee of nasa dr praxis and then there's like a cool commander guy and just some other guys at nasa and i don't know they just they mm-hmm. all talk like human beings um and it makes me think again. I mean, not to you know, I'm just sort of agreeing with your point. It it reminds me of Dino Saucers, which I, again I know is a little bit later than this, but like you know, it's got that same sort of vibe that Transformers and this has of like you know the two opposing factions who show up with their fucking war on Earth and are trying to keep it secret. But but yeah, Dino Saucers has little fucking kids, and it's like yeah, keep yeah. a secret from your parents, Those secret Ryan. scouts. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember their names. I know Ryan and Sarah. No, yeah, yeah, Ryan and Sarah, yeah. Um, Michael Genghis Rex kids, is right? on the way. Um, uh, 
<laughs> but it's it's very yeah, I don't know. Having adults, having adults be the the humans of of interest is is a nice change. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a funny thing where during the like action nonsense at the end when everybody's kind of finally facing off with each other on Earth, uh, a bunch of NASA helicopters come in and these helicopters are like cool, like space age, unique, these like white, uh, futuristic looking helicopters. Why are the Earth helicopters cooler looking than the alien robot mm. helicopter? Like it feels like technology has advanced at some point on Earth. Uh, yeah, but they've, and so earth has like cool near future technology and the main characters have like 1980s vehicles, <laughs> like the, <laughs> from the robot planet, they've got like, you know, uh, boxy sedans and, uh, <laughs> and a, like an old chunky helicopter. And it, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird situation. The part that I found kind of unbelievable. I mean, it seems really stupid when we're talking about challenge of the GoBots. Um, but the part that I found unbelievable was that Psykill was like, Within a few moments, Cuptor Crusher and I depart for the planet Earth, where I plan to establish a new renegade base, one from which we can finally conquer Gobatron. I have already made contact with a human who will help us, a truly despicable creature. I know a guy there. Uh, yeah. And he, it is revealed, has been, like, scheming with Dr. Braxis, who is, like, I, you know, he he works with NASA, and he's been on the mission control, and so it's, like, oh, reveal that he's part of the bad guys. But they have this conversation, and I don't know what Dr. Braxis has that, like, makes them treat him like an equal, but he's sitting there behind a desk going, like, remember, we're partners. And I'm, like, why doesn't he just <laughs> oh, crush right. him like a meat? Like a little meat boy. <laughs> You're a big metal mon. What do you need from Dr. Praxis? What do you need? This is so strange and confusing. I don't understand why he feels he has any upper hand at all in this yeah. negotiation. I did also like a little bit of self-awareness from the show where our NASA people, uh, after this like dust up that happens on, on Earth uh, where everybody's fighting each other and one of the GoBots, uh, Turbo, gets injured. Mm -hmm. His circuits get injured, I guess. Uh, and then they all sort of leave. And they're like, you, you'd better forget what you saw here. And then the three have their, like, smashed NASA craft. And they're explaining to NASA, <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, it got destroyed by... Robots that turned into what? A uh, car, sir. And a helicopter! And uh, and one turned into a motorcycle. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys are benched for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you are suspended. <laughs> um, oh. And then we cut to uh, all three of these NASA astronauts in an incredible house. This is a great house, man. <laughs> like, living in this mansion, he's like, well, I sure wish I had a job to pay for it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, figure that God. out, Matt, figure out your finances. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the last chunk of this is sort of motivated by trying to fix turbo because leader one shows up and is like, Hey, we need a part for him. And whatever the, whatever the blonde one's name is, what is it? Uh, Ryan? that's, uh, that's, uh, Rick. I don't fucking care. He's the blonde one. 
is like, oh, I bet we can just get that from the NASA warehouse. Nick. 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 And so they they like break into the NASA warehouse to steal a part to fix Turbo. And that's where they overhear Psykill meeting with Dr. Braxis. And then they uh they're found and it's the cliffhanger at the end of this this part one <laughs> episode is they're uh they're dramatically seen and oh are they gonna die i don't know and and that's where that's where we're left they might they, yeah. I, they may have the balls to kill scooter in episode two <laughs> god i wish <laughs> i wish scooter's Scooter annoying is, as shit scooter is about that? welker doing uh doing just a little stinker <laughs> he's like doing he's like doing snarf from thundercats yeah He's really, he's really just, God, he sucks. He should not, here's the problem. Scooter should not be an A-tier GoBot. Like, he should not no. be one of the top three. Like, he should be like a C-tier who stays at the You base. don't make Snarf a general. Yeah. No. <laughs> they're like, on GoBotron, they're like the ruling class. They're like, I don't know if they're like the governors or if they're just the leaders of the cops or whatever, but they're positioned like they're the ones running things. And it's like, yeah, it's leader one. Let this be Scooter. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder there's a renegade faction trying to overthrow the government. You put Scooter in charge of like the the waste management system. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he should not be running like he should not be the speaker of the house. Basically, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's not a serious person um, unlike uh, our long-standing history of only serious speaking yes. well yeah. oh these clowns in congress these clowns God. in congress i tell you what um, God, these, those clowns are gonna feel it one of these days rory they're gonna be like ah the rory ah he's saying it again yeah scooter yeah. would <laughs> shut down the government i think by sheer incompetence um some a few notable credits uh of the on the story team is Tom Ruger, who is oh, all the, right. Uh, I don't know if creator, co-creator, showrunner of Animaniacs. Um, yeah, interesting. Like I said, story-wise, uh, I felt like this was pretty competently created. Um, yeah. it's not thrilling, but it's like I really kept track of a lot of of um, story beats that almost invariably devolves into cartoon nonsensical mishmash sure. uh, in yeah. other shows we've seen a yeah. lot. They really plug through a lot in this episode and it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's clean. It's not what you're left with. Isn't particularly impressive. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it is clean. Well, and yeah. yeah. And again, the human scenes just feel, just feel like people chatting. Like it, it doesn't, yeah. you know, good work, Chris. You know. <laughs> Susan, use your laser. I'm always excited when I see on the voice cast list when I see Rene Abergenois. Who, yeah, uh, uh, Odo from Deep Space Nine. He's the he's the evil Doctor Braxis in this of episode. Course. He's you know he. I don't remember him ever putting in less than a minus effort on anything. Uh, he's yeah, he's a great Mighty voice Max, actor. Right? Was 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 he in Mighty Max? Oh, oh yeah. shit, he may have been. But you know he's he's got one of those weird careers where he's been in like. Saturday morning cartoons. He's been on Broadway. He's been in, you know, Star Trek. Like he's he's had a very interesting career. But I, I always I always really like seeing him. And obviously, like I think uh, I think Peter Cullen does Peter voices Cullen. on this. Yeah, uh, which is also famous for being uh uh he he's Optimus right he's Optimus yeah. Prime um, yeah so 
Uh, yeah, a lot he's... of people put in really competent work on this show. It's just totally. a little bit soulless. The pro- the property is kind of the problem. They didn't. Yeah. Nobody, they just... nobody with a vision made this. This is nobody's baby. <laughs> no, and they just didn't nail it. Like the Transformers, yeah. I think, you know, it may be rough. The show may be rough uh, at times. I don't know, you know, having, but, you know. But fire uh, trucks are cool. They, well, it's They're just r- that it came out with Transformers. It sort of sprung forth fully formed you know i mean they just had it better when it dropped you know everything was just slightly more in yeah. place slightly cooler just enough one to one that transformers is almost definitely the better show if yeah. you just look at when they if they came out at almost the same time then then you have to then you're probably not maybe you're watching too maybe yeah and see their but, planet was called cybertron i know uh, the 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 similarities feel very hacky yeah and and instead of instead of leader one it's optimus prime and instead of the guardians it's the you know autobots and you know it, it, it everything is just slightly cooler they just like yeah yeah i will it, say you know, it's enough uh this says this has nothing to do with GoBots as a property but it did crack me up have either of you watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? No. No. There is <laughs> there's this, it's really stupid. Um I'm just going to double check this. Uh I want the image. Yeah. So there's a sequence where I mean they go back it's like it's like uh Drax Drax and Mantis end up on Earth and there's some there's some sort of weird event happening. They wander up by and Drax goes, Hey! And we turn and we see someone cosplaying Psykill. And Mantis steps in front of him and goes, No, 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 I'm sorry. Gobots killed his cousin. And then and then they move on. It's the weirdest thing, but it's the most explicit reference to Gobots I've ever seen in pop culture. Wow. Outside of like robot chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very odd. It is very odd. So I don't. I don't know why the decision was made to just have GoBots to be real in the Marvel universe. <laughs> in the Marvel universe, here I'll drop it. I'll drop this image in our Discord. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's a, a thing. So I don't really know. I don't know who's got a memory of GoBots fondly, but somebody working on this did. Maybe maybe you know James Gunn <laughs> himself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking weird. Are we yeah. going to watch more of this, guys? I don't know. Let's let's talk about that in a wrap-up. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. We're, we're closing out our first episode of our Giant Robots arc. Uh, we have, I don't know, we probably, our team banded together in the last minute to defeat overwhelming odds. Yeah. Oh, is teamwork uh, was teamwork important? Teamwork, it, it turns out, was important, and it wasn't <laughs> initially, and we kind of had to learn that the hard way. Back here, all of the all the really cute girls who work in mission control are like hugging each other and crying, and I'm like holding my hat down over my face so you can't see what expression I'm making, but I mm-hmm. give you a little is it, good good is job. It a smile team. and a cry. There's mm-hmm. a smile. There's a smile. Yeah. Yeah, and my future is bright. Yeah, so bright. <laughs> <laughs> um are yeah are we gonna are we gonna keep going with uh with, with the, the go-bots? gobots so for me i'm of two minds on this uh i kind of like being able to leave this on a somewhat tempered high note i worry mm. 
watching more is going to show is going to show the where the how the sausage gets made. It's not going to be as pleasant. Sure. As as what I thought was for, you know, for a low quality show, a Hanna-Barbera show, I, I feel like it was pretty decent. And I wonder that it just doesn't have much to give. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you're right. But I also think that's why I would like to see more. Uh, yeah, because I so really that's... I want to know where they go. I want to know where they yeah. go with a monster of the week episode. Like, I want to know, I... like, is it going to be, you know, uh, Matt Hunter has to go to a renaissance fair in order. So to... I feel <laughs> like I could do I feel like I could do another episode of GoBots. It's just if it's a real stinker, it's going to kind of disappoint me. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. I, I think we can I think we give it another week and then we can reevaluate. Uh but I'll evaluate right now and say it's probably only getting one more week. But, I, I uh... think you're probably right. <laughs> and that's and that's my inclination to leave it here is like, I just don't know if I want to bash it. I liked this enough <laughs> that I kind of like, could could we leave it right here rather than drag it across the coals next week? But also, <laughs> what if there's a really awesome episode next week that has Dracula? There could be. We it. could do a like... little research. Yeah. See what's, <laughs> wait, see what's wait, in that the, has, in the that back. Has what? I mean, I'm just Dracula. saying there could be there could be a Dracula episode, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. like a like yeah, like what if Dracula. what if that what Look if that we'll happened? Oh man, what if there may not be, but you know, uh, there's either one with Merlin or Dracula, and we'll find <laughs> out <laughs> or mummies or mummies, uh, something you know. Yeah, um, we'll have to hunt it down. Um, but yeah, I think I think we can. Um, I think we can try one more of these and then uh, pursue maybe some other if there if there are any other shows with giant robots. And what I don't... do you what do you mean? <laughs> what do you fucking mean, Austin? I think it's just these. Well, it's a pretty niche. It's just it's these and Big O, I guess. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> the three oh. three shows with robots. Oh, Big don't o. worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. All I have to do is open the open the forbidden drawer and then just reach my hand in, and I can pull out any number of big robots for you. So uh, we'll, that we'll, sounds like we'll your dildo drawer is what you're <laughs> it, is <my> <laughs> drawer. <laughs> it is my dildo drawer. It is my dildo drawer. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>